This is Power to Excel with Dr. Sule Emanuel. Yeah. 
Galatians 6, 5 verse 16. Galatians 5 verse 16. Glory to Jesus. Galatians 5 verse 16. We began a series two Wednesdays ago. Life in the Spirit. And I told us when you study God's word in Romans chapter 8, from verse 1 to the end, is literally talking about life in the Spirit. Galatians 5 verse 16. I'll read from the Passion Bible translation. I'll also read from the International Children's Bible. Galatians 5 verse 16. I'll read from the Passion Bible and also from the International Children's Bible. Galatians 5 verse 16. It says, let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Let me emphasize this. Let me remind you about this. Let me tell you how important this is. As you yield, there's a yielding. As you yield to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. All right, let me say the ICB translation, if you can, please. The ICB translation says, so I tell you, live by following the Spirit. Then you will not do what your sinful selves want. Live by following the Spirit. Then you will not do what your sinful selves want. So, if we are told, now please follow me patiently and let's get something out of this encounter. If you and I, if we are told to follow the Spirit, that means there is the way of the Spirit. 
if we are told to follow the spirit, that means there is the way of the spirit, and that means also there is the way of the flesh, because we will not be told to follow the way of the spirit if there is not an alternative way. If another way does not exist, if we are not presented with another way, so there is the way of the spirit, there is what the spirit is saying, and there is what the flesh is saying. There is what the spirit wants, and there is what the flesh wants. There is, according to the good news translation of that same, Galatians 5 verse 16, there is the direction. So it tells you, follow the direction of the spirit, so you will not fulfill what the desires of your human nature wants. Alright, now look at this now. It says, so what, what, what I say is this, let the spirit direct you, follow the direction, and you will not satisfy the desires of your human nature. Follow the direction of, your, of the Spirit of God and you will not follow the desires of the human nature. There is the desire of the human nature and there is the, the direction of the Spirit. Every day we are presented with these two. Every day we are confronted with these two. So follow the way of the Spirit. Follow the way of the Spirit and you will not do what your sinful selves want. That's what we receive as counsel from scriptures. So now you see, now make sense of this now follow what the spirit wants and you will not do what your human nature wants so our lives will be limited against the will of the spirit when we follow the desires of human nature i want to explain that there is what the spirit wants for us that is what the Spirit of God desires for us. There is the glory the born again child of God should be living in. But our lives will be limited against the will, against the wish of the Spirit when we follow the desires of the human nature. So even if God wants you to be at this level, against God's will you will be here because you are following the desires of your flesh. Come on, are we together here? Our lives will be limited. So now this is it also. And please take this to heart. Let this help you. Any believer, any be doesn't matter how many years they've been saved, doesn't matter the title they bear, any believer will start walking in power and start existing as a mystery by this simple principle, following what the Spirit wants. That is what the Spirit wants. Now, it, it, it comes to a point where you understand what it means to satisfy the Spirit. Okay, let's make sense of this now. Are you aware that it takes sacrifice to satisfy spirits? Okay, uh, I'm trying to get you into space with this. It takes sacrifice to satisfy spirits. So when you need to satisfy a spirit, sacrifice must be offered. In the same way, it takes sacrifice to please the spirit. You sacrifice what the flesh wants. There is what the flesh wants you to do. How the flesh wants you to respond. There is the direction of the flesh. Live with this understanding. That is what, it, 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 that, that's what we mean by satisfying spirits. What the spirit wants from me. How the spirit wants me to live. He said, follow the spirit. So there is the way. You can't tell me to follow. There's no way. On every matter, there is the way of the spirit. As a husband, as a wife, 
as a, as a son, as a daughter, as a businessman, as a career person, follow the way. And every time there is the way of the spirit to follow. So you don't become a slave to what the flesh wants. Are we together? Now we're going somewhere now. So, to satisfy the spirit is to live, rule, and reign by the power of the spirit. As we satisfy the spirit. How do we satisfy the spirit? There's no mystery to this thing. Follow the way of the spirit. Follow the way. So we don't come now with bulls and rams and donkeys and sheep. No. Just follow the way. There is the way. Follow the direction. And if you study, if you look at the Amplified, can you help me to Amplified now? It speaks about the guidance. Give me the Amplified, Galatians 5 verse 16. It speaks about following the guidance of the spirit. Now look at it now. It says what I say. Look at what it means to please spirit. What it means to satisfy spirit. It says what I say. Walk habitually. In the spirit. Now, it's now explaining what it means to please the spirit. Seek him and be responsive to his guidance. This is what it means to please spirit. Seek him and be responsive. He said, and then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. It's good to come to church, read the Bible, quote, there is a dimension pleasing the spirit. There's a dimension satisfying the satisfying the spirit. Now let's come back to level one. All right. You know, in this time we understand what stages are. Stage five. <laughs> stage four. There's stage one. So let's come to stage one now. Okay. <laughs> Is that stage zero? But there's stage zero when there's no interruption. <laughs> All right, now, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's precious gift to man. The Holy Spirit is God's precious gift. Now, we looked at this at the first week of the sharing. I just scratched a bit of what we looked at in the previous, in the first um, half of our sharing, and we just speed up to where we should be looking at at this particular encounter. Hope, hoping God gives us the grace, because we'll be continuing this again next week, um, um, Wednesday, by the grace of God. Now, the Holy Spirit is God's precious gift. God's precious gift to the believer. is God's precious gift. Now, we have a gift from Him. We have a gift from God. He, he's called the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Now, I explained this as basic, uh, 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 very basically the other time. I said one way to understand the Holy Spirit. Very easy way to understand the Holy Spirit. The way your telecom company gives you a SIM card. And by that SIM card, someone can call you from anywhere. By that SIM card, you are connected to the network of MTN. We together? By that SIM card, for those of you who use cell, is this it? Huh? Hello? I just uh, see. Yes, sounds so passionate. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. <laughs> but wait, is that the ETA? Hey, guys, stop that. Stop that. For real. Eta. Don't try to polish the name. It's Eta. Okay. All right. Now, by that SIM card, you are connected to the MTN network. All right? Connected to the Vodacom network. That's what God did. He has put a SIM card in you. That SIM card is called the Holy Spirit. 
by that SIM card, he can communicate to you anytime. That's one way to understand it. I have the Holy Spirit. Now, because I have the Holy Spirit, at all times the Father can communicate. I'm connected to the network of heaven. I just, now, understand it now. Just with your SIM card, I've got to be in a good coverage space every time. I've got to be in a good coverage space. Listen, if I'm in an atmosphere where sin thrives, I am out of coverage area. That's why there are people, you call them, they, they are moving from stairs to stairs. Some live inside the main room and say, I'm outside, I'm outside. You know what's happening? You're looking for network. In the same way with many believers, there are times you're struggling to hear God. It may be connected to your coverage space. It may be that you've been hanging around flesh for too long. You've been consuming flesh for too long. So your, your network, there's a problem with the coverage. God is speaking, but you cannot receive. It has a lot to do with coverage space. Walk in the spirit. Stay around the coverage space. Make sure nothing affects your network. So that as God speaks, you won't have to, you won't confuse what God is saying. Now, has it happened to you before? That somebody said something over the phone. What? What? You try to interpret it based on what you heard. Yeah. It's happened to many people that God speaks. But because we are so much in the flesh, we interpret it the way the flesh wants. Are we, are we together here? So the Holy Spirit is God's precious gift to man. And our life gets better from glory to glory as we know him more. And as we yield to him more, it's not enough. I mean, you, listen, this is clear. Let's make it as basic as possible. You do not know him if you are not yielding to him. The proof you are growing in the knowledge of the Holy Spirit is revealed by the progressive yielding. The proof that you know the Holy Spirit or you are knowing him, how you get to, because you must prove it. By their fruit, you shall know them. You must prove it. The proof that you are not, it's not enough to say, who is the Holy Spirit? Seven signs of the, no. The proof you are not, now it's one thing for me to tell you manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Number one, you write. That doesn't mean you know him. What happens when the Holy Spirit departs? You write. That doesn't mean you know him. The proof we know him is revealed in our yielding. As we know him better, we yield better. How we get to display that we know him is revealed by the testimony of our yielding. What my flesh would have struggled with, now it is I do. My flesh would have made me to postpone studying the word. Oh, now I just enjoy it. I'm yielding. I'm praying and my flesh is telling me, hey, you got an appointment. Stand up and go somewhere. Now I'm yielding. It's called yielding. The more we know him, the better we yield. The more we know him, the better we yield. Alright, so. The possibilities. The poss Come on, are you getting something at all here? Alright, don't forget, we're looking at life in the spirit. Alright, so. But by the time we are done, as God helps us, your work with the Holy Spirit will be effortless, easy, pleasurable, enjoyable. Now, the possibilities in the life of a believer is limitless through the Holy Spirit. The possibilities. What can happen for a believer? 
What can happen in a believer? What can happen to a believer is limitless by the power of the Holy Spirit. The glory, the beauty that can be associated with a believer is limitless by the power of the Holy Spirit. How do we come into this expression? By yielding. How do we come into this beauty? Just by getting better in yielding. By getting better in surrendering. By getting better in yielding. Galatians 5 verse 16. Mm. He said, responding to his guidance. Responding to his leadership. I don't know if it's, if it's amplified that puts it this way. When he said, as many who allow themselves to be led by the Spirit, they are sons of God. They allow themselves. They yield. They allow themselves. They have options. That's what the world presents to them. But they allow themselves to yield to the Spirit. He said, this one, this one, this ones are confirmed. They are sons. God. So the wisdom, the glory, the beauty that will be associated with the life of a believer is limitless. True. The Holy Spirit is limited. It's limited. It's limited. But now remember, remember that everyone hearing me now, everyone hearing me, as long as you've accepted Jesus as Lord and personal Savior, you have the Holy Spirit. Everybody. As long as you've accepted, consciously so, you've accepted the, 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 the lordship of Jesus to be Lord and master of your life, you have the Holy Spirit. So from the moment you confess the lordship of Jesus and accepted him to come rule your life, you have the Holy Spirit. But you see, the Holy Spirit has been given to us to be our best friend. You, you need to know him as best friend. You need to know him as your benefit. You need to know him as your helper. Know him as, as your... Just know him as your help. He helps for anything. Any area you are weak, disadvantaged, you are low in supply. You are low in strength. He helps. He is the helper. And you know the beautiful part? Where he helps. Whew. Better still, there is no restricted area where his help cannot get to. Ah, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. He's able to supply grace in every area. Supply strength, supply advantage, supply power, supply everything you need. So now, look at this, friends. One of the benefits of having the Holy Spirit is that he guides us in the will of God. He guides us. I spoke about this at the first week. But let me look at it a lot more deeper. The Holy Spirit guides us in the will of God. Now, he guides us to know the will of God. He guides us to know. There are people who are perpetually confused about the will of God. No, the Holy Spirit wants to guide you to know the will of God. As you grow in yielding to him, you will not be confused about the will of God. Because it's a major assignment that he has in your life to guide you in the will of God. So you won't be confused about God's will. You won't be confused. You won't live a life of guesswork. Now, the gift of the Holy Spirit is intended to take guesswork out of your life. So you live intentionally, purposefully. The gift of the Holy Spirit is to take away guesswork. The pattern of guesswork. I know what God wants. I know what the Spirit is saying. I know what God expects of me at this time. He guides us in the will of God. He guides us in the will so he is in my life. 
So I can know the will of God at all times. As basic as the house to stay. As basic as the job to choose. As, as basic, as basic as the, 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 the person to partner with. As basic is in my life so I can be at the center of the will of God at all times. Listen, you know why it's important? Whew. One mistake, one, can ruin your life. Are you aware that you can choose a house that is not the will of God for you? Huh? And your prayer life will go from level 10. No, sorry. We're on stages. From, from stage 10 to stage 1. And you'll be wondering what is happening. Anytime I want to pray, I just sleep on my knees. Maybe you're in the wrong house. Are we together? It can be a wrong job. There are businesses, career path that people enter. And that becomes the end to certain glorious dimensions. The Holy Spirit is in my life. So I can know the will of God at all times. It can be a good idea, but he tells me it's not, it's not for you. The problem with believers now, because we don't, many don't function by the help, by the frequency of the Spirit. Anything good is a breakthrough. Hey, God has finally answered me. And many times, the good door is not God's door. It's good, but it's not God. Now, listen, why would, why would the devil be winning against people if he's coming with bad news every time? He comes with good news sometimes. It comes with a good door. And by the time you embrace that door, you know some doors are graves. By the time you embrace the door, they shut it. You are inside. And you are wondering, how did I enter? It came as a breakthrough. So the assignment of the Spirit of God is to help us to be at the center. So it may look like a good idea, but you just know it's not my own. This is not for me. This won't end well. This is not the breakthrough God promised me. This is not how God opens doors. Somehow my spirit rebels against this breakthrough. Somehow I don't feel peace about this. Let it pass. Somebody else can take it. Everyone look at you and wonder, is, is he a fool? Ah, this woman is not smart. What everybody is jumping at. Now you are rejecting. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is helping you to be at the center of the will of God at all times. Are we together? That is a good idea. Doesn't mean it's God's idea. Praise the name of the Lord. But you know the beautiful part? That, that is a good idea. Doesn't mean it's God's idea. But all God's ideas are good ideas. That's it. That's it. That's it. But there has to be a witness in your spirit. There has to be. That's what it talks about. Responding to the guidance. Do you get that now? Responding to the guidance. You know, when, when he spoke about responding, it was the later phrase. The beginning phrase, he says, seek. He said, what does it mean to follow this? He said, when you seek him and respond to his guidance. Now, let, look at it again. He said, but I say, habitually walk, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. That is, seek him. Even when the thing looks good, seek him. Is this your will or is this a grave? Is this your will or is this the end of my spiritual life? Seek him. And what, what's the next thing? It's not enough to seek him. Respond to his guidance. You know what people do? It's not everything you thank God for. Hey, Father, thank you. No, seek him. Because what many people call seeking is thanksgiving. 
I have spoken to God about it. No, you didn't speak. You thanked him for it. Are we together now? He said, when you seek him, re be responsive to his guidance. That's the money somebody will give you. As you are thanking God, he said, return it. Huh? Oh, you've never been there. As you are thanking God for the money, he tells you, return it. There is what you will eat that hangs in the throat. There are gifts you receive, your honor dies. We must be careful. There are things you will receive. It looks good. It looks good. That is the end of your honor. You lose your voice. You lose your dignity. Seek him. And be responsive to him. Are we together now? Come on, are we together now? Are you getting something from this at all? Glory to God. So he's in our life so we can know the will of God. Now, look, look at this now. First Corinthians, if these guys can help me or I just read myself. First Corinthians 2, verse 12 to 16. Let, let me read. If they can, they'll get, they'll get up to speed with me. First Corinthians 2, verse 12 to 16. It says, we did not, ICB translation, we did not receive the spirit of the world, but we received the spirit that is from God. Hmm. We receive this spirit so that we can know all that God has given us. So we can know all that God has given us. When we speak, we do not speak words taught to us by the wisdom that men have. We use words taught to us by the spirit. We use spiritual words to explain spiritual things. A person who is not spiritual does not accept the gift that comes from the Spirit of God. The person thinks they are foolish. Then look at this next sentence now. He cannot understand the Spirit's gifts because they can only be judged spiritually. Aha. Then look at the next part. But the spiritual person is able to judge all things. The person of the Spirit is able to judge all things. He knows what is the will of God. He knows what God wants. He knows where God is not leading. But the spiritual person able to judge all things, he knows what is of God. Yet no one can judge him. The scripture says, who has known the mind of God? Who has known the will of God? Who has known the direction of God, the leading of God? Who has been able to teach him? He said, but we have now the mind of Christ. What is our boldness to say that? We have the spirit of God. We have the spirit of God. So, the will of God cannot be arrived just by following logic. The will of God cannot be arrived at by following logic, by following reason. It is by the help of the Holy Spirit because he knows the mind of God. He knows the mind of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So our co-anchor scripture, Galatians 5 verse 16. Co-anchor scripture, I've been making reference to that a while, for a while now. Co-anchor scripture, Galatians 5 16. It says, so I tell you, by following the Spirit. Now, can you just say this after me? Say, I have the Holy Spirit. Can you be confident now? Say, I have the Holy Spirit. He leads me. I have the Holy Spirit. He guides me in all things. I have the Holy Spirit. I do not walk into errors. I do not walk into shame. I respond to his guidance in all things. I have the Holy Spirit. 
my life is different my life is unique i have the holy spirit i follow his leading he guides me in all things in the name of jesus so scripture says leave by following i'm trying to cut short a lot of things so we can see how to um, end on a very good note if i don't leave you hanging at some point so a powerful counsel here follow the spirit that you will not do what your sinful says and all right. And we began to look at how to follow the Spirit. We, we tried to break it down last time. And we said the first thing that's very important, we said submit to the instructions and the authority of the Spirit. Remember? We said submit sorry, to the Word of God, rather. We said submit to the instructions and the authority of the Word of God. How do we live a life of the Spirit? First, by submitting to the instructions. Let the Word of God truly be authority over your life. So when we do opposite of God's word, we are actually going against the help of the spirit. When we turn against God's word, we are actually going against the help of the spirit. Because most of the times, the Holy Spirit will help you through the wisdom from God's word. Through the wisdom from God's word. So if the word of God is not an authority in your life, then actually you are rejecting the help of the Holy Spirit. You are rejecting the supply of the Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. So according to John 16 verse 13, we see a major assignment of the Spirit is to help us. To help us. To help us understand the Word of God. To help us. To help us understand what God is saying in His Word. What God is saying. So as, as you engage God's Word, you can see what God is saying. It's beyond just the story of Judah, of Levi, of Simon, of Reuben. You can see what God is saying by the Spirit of God. He, he makes the Word of God make sense. He makes the Word make sense. It's not just a history book talking of some characters. Because that's what the carnal man will tell you. You are just reading about the characters of people. The white man just concocted stories and gave you a black book to brainwash and limit you. Why would they say that? They don't have the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God that makes the Word make sense. That's when get God. So you are seeing the wisdom for living. You are seeing the path for life. By the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. You see, now, please listen. I'm going to say something very important now. It's not enough to quote scriptures. It's not enough to know scriptures. But we must truly submit to the authority of the word. It's not enough to know it. Many know scriptures. Many quote scripture. But the word of God is not an authority in their life. Now, let me make sense of this now. Because of this information age that we're in right now, that believers have access. Oh, all kinds. You go on YouTube, you go on Instagram. I mean, everywhere is a TV channel now. All right? Believers have access to spiritual resources. All kinds of spiritual resources. And these resources have the potential of building your spirit. They have the potential. But for many, it has become an information channel information platform not a transformation platform so what we receive informs us does not transform us now let me explain the difference do you know it is possible and please listen this, this will help it is possible to look deep to sound deep 
but not be deep. Huh? It is possible for a person to sound deep. Huh? They look deep, but the person is not deep. What's the difference, I'll tell you. It is one thing to know. You, you will sound deep. It's one thing to have an accumulated knowledge. You will look when you talk, they're like, hey! This is, this is, huh? You know what makes a person deep? Yielding. The word has become the authority of their life. That makes you go deeper. It is in yielding. Where the word becomes the authority of your life, genuinely so. That's when you are going deeper in your work with God. I mean, in the real sense of the word, what are you going deeper in? Huh? In the real sense of the word, are you going, because some are going deeper in revelation, not deeper in God. Some are going deeper in knowledge, not deeper in God. In the real sense of the word, where are we going deeper in? It is in yielding to God. So a person can sound deep, can look deep, but very shallow. Because what they are hearing is not communicating strength. What they are hearing is not penetrating to the spirit, it goes to the head. There are people who hear to quote. They hear to recite. Am I making sense at all now? So it is head deep, not heart deep. So when challenges come, they go against the very thing they heard. Aha, uh -huh. if thou faintest in the day of adversity, what you heard did not bring strength. Come on, are we together? Are you aware? Hmm. The Bible says the entrance of the word. Huh? Uh, the entrance of the word, give it light. The entrance of the word gives what? Come and preach back to me. The entrance of the word gives what? Not information. Light. Many stop at being informed. They didn't receive light. And the assignment of the word was to bring light. The light that sets you on your feet. The light that empowers you in a particular way to start living life. The entrance, the proof that the word entered, the light came. It's one thing for information to come. It's another thing for light to have been received. Come on, are we together here? Submitting to the authority of God's word. Submitting to the authority of God's word. Let's go to number two. I think uh, for the sake of time, let's see if I can do another five minutes. Can I get five minutes of your time? Uh, is your response genuine? Will you, will you say no? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I think I'll touch on number three when we come back next week Wednesday. If Jesus dies. Number two. To, to live in the spirit. To walk in the spirit. Maintain a discipline of thanksgiving. Maintain it a discipline. Sir, not an event. Maintain a discipline of thanksgiving. Mm. Now when I talk about thanksgiving, I'm also speaking of joyfulness. Maintain. Now you can't separate the Holy Spirit from joy. <laughs> joy and the Spirit are together. So if a person wants to keep enjoying an atmosphere of the Spirit, joyfulness sustains that atmosphere. Whew. 
You see, now listen. Joyfulness, thanksgiving, is triggered and maintained by revelation. Joyfulness, thanksgiving, is triggered, maintained by revelation, not by events. Triggered. Tri now, there is an understanding that keeps people grateful. There's an understanding that keeps people joyful. I'm going to show you a scripture in a short while. Acts chapter 13, verse 50 to 52. There is an understanding that keeps people joyful. There's a revelation that keeps people joyful. There's a focus that keeps people excited, grateful to God. Not events, there's a revelation. Now, if you guys can help me, Acts chapter 13, verse, give me 52. Let me show you something quick. Amplified, amplified. Acts chapter 13. Ooh, there's a revelation. Now, look at this. Look at this now. And the disciples were continually filled throughout their heart and soul with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Now, you can't take joy away from the Holy Spirit. Alright? And now, it's okay to end in this verse. But I'll take you to verse 50. But let's look at this now. And the disciples, remember what I said. Joyfulness. Thanksgiving is not event-based. It is revelation-based. That is what you know. That is what the Spirit of God has done to your heart based on the, the knowledge of the work of Christ. Yeah. Okay. And the disciples were continually filled throughout that. In, in other words, in their heart. Their whole heart was filled with joy throughout their heart and soul with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? Now, give me verse 50 and 51. Let me tell you how we got here. Look at it too. That joy was not a good thing that happened though. But the Jews incited. In other words, a riot broke out. The Jews incited the devout prominent women and the leading men of the city and instigated persecution. Take note too. Don't forget 52 tells you joy. <laughs> instigated persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out forcefully out of their district. Another, this was not good news. This was enough to drive them to depression. Look at 51. 51, please. Guess what? But they shook its dust from their feet. They didn't take it to the, to the next location. They didn't take the feeling to the next business. They didn't take the feeling to the next city. They shook it off. They left it there. And they shook its dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. Now, look at 52. So you understand. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. How can you be filled with joy when you were persecuted? There is a knowing that you have. Are, are we together now? There is a, as long as joy was there, the Holy Ghost kept supplying. As long as the focus was right, they enjoyed the supply of the Spirit. Now, you want to enjoy the flow of the Spirit? Sustain an atmosphere of joy. And joy is not the product of events. It is a knowing. I come out of it stronger. My future is assured and guaranteed. What I lost can't be compared to what's ahead of me. Mm. What God is doing right now, hey, by the time he comes out in his full form, everyone will marvel. I just know it. I can't see it physically, but my heart sees it. My heart knows it. The word of God cannot lie concerning me. For he says he knows the thought that he thinks towards me. Thought of good. To give me what? A future. And a hope. There's a knowing. There's a knowing. There's a knowing. Are we together? Now, James 1 verse 2. 
Give me the Passion Bible. Come on, are you being blessed this, this evening? Glory to God. James 1 verse 2. James 1 verse 2, the Passion Bible. Uh, I don't want to read on my own. I want them to see from the screen. Yeah, look at it now. James 1 verse 2, see what it says. <laughs> my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to express the greatest joy that you can. When it seems as if everything is dark, it's an opportunity to operate in joy. Why will you be operating in joy in difficulty? There is a knowing. There is something that I know. There is something my spirit sees. He said when it looks as if you are facing nothing but difficulties now. Take note of this now. He didn't say when some things in your life are going well and some are not going well. He said when all is not going well. You want to describe any part of your life, all you can say is difficult. You look at any area, all you can say is not working. He says, see, I see it as an opportunity. Keep expressing the greatest joy that you can. Listen, in this kingdom, that is how we change seasons. It doesn't change by crying. It doesn't change by breaking down. I don't have a job. What is going on? My office is not working. What's happening to my finances? Now, seasons don't change like that. He said, come into his presence with joy. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. This is how seasons change. Count it all joy. I think if you read the, the King James Version, he said, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse you leave one, you enter another one. Have you been there before? Where you are wondering, what's happening to my life? What's going on? Who did I offend? Won't they leave me alone? He said, count it all joy. Count it all joy. When you fall, you fall into it. Diverse temptation. Count it all joy. We want to enjoy an atmosphere where you are walking in the Holy Ghost. Joyfulness. Maintain it. Joyfulness. Sustain it. Joyfulness. Make sure it never leaves you. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. The power of the Spirit of God flows in the direction of joy. The power of the Spirit, it flows where there is joy, there will be gold. Where there is joy, I mean joy in the Holy Ghost, joy in the Word of God, there will be God. There will be God. One thing you want to do, please, by all means, 2023, if you want to walk in the supernatural, don't entertain gloominess. Where there is joy, the power of the Spirit flows into that situation, flows into that life. Where there is joy. Where there is joy. Where there is joy. Joy is light. Sadness is darkness. Joy is light. And we are children of light. Joy is light. See it this way. Depression is darkness. Joy is light. And we are sons and daughters of light. Oh, thank you, Lord. There's an understanding you must have. There's an understanding that you must have. Let me end with the story. Covid Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. A story was told of Martin Luther. Who had faced a very devastating experience. Martin Luther, a great Martin Luther. Who had faced a very devastating experience and he was sad. He couldn't do anything. He was immobilized. He couldn't work. He was sad. And this went on for a long time. After a while, he became sick. 
because what heaviness of, of, of the soul does, it breaks the bones. To a large extent, the state of your soul will affect your health. The state of your soul will affect your health, will affect your energy level, will affect your dreaming process and your doing process. The state of your soul. Even as your soul prospers, other things will prosper. 3 John 1 verse 2. The prosperity of the soul, the state of the soul, will reflect in other areas of her life. And Martin Luther was going down weak. Didn't know what was going on with him. His friends tried everything. I'm telling you a real life story. Whatever I'm telling you, go, I mean, Google is your friend now. Go and check the story out. And his friends tried everything to cheer him up. They tried to cheer him up, to encourage him. It didn't work. Nothing. The man was sad. Depressed, could not do anything. Whew. One day, his wife woke up in the morning. She dressed in black. Black hair to toe. Real life story. Her name is Catherine. Her name was Catherine. <laughs> dressed in black. And she put something like a veil over her face. And went and sat in front of Martin Luther. And he said, why are you dressed? And Martin asked her, why are you dressed like this? She said, I'm dressed like this because God is dead. Hey, Martin is a pastor. She said, God is dead. That's why I'm dressed. And he said, don't say that now. Why would you say God is dead? What would move you to say that? He said, yes. I've observed it. That God is dead. And Martin Luther said, why would you say that? God is not dead. And she replied, if God is not dead, why have you been down? Before you were born, this world has been moving. God has been doing Long after you are gone, this world, things will still be going well. If you said, God is not dead, then why are you depressed? If you said God is not dead, why have you been looking like this all these days? If you said indeed God is not dead, why has your head been bowed down all these days? Oh. And Martin looked at her. And she asked him, said, are, are, are you my husband, Martin Luther? The man of faith? Are you still my pastor, Martin Luther? And he, he replied, yes, I am. He said, and if you are my husband, then you've got to rise up. If you are that man of faith, then you've got to rise up. And Martin told her, please, get up. Change what you are wearing. Huh? I am going to start work again. She said, no, you are going to start work now. And as she said that, something entered Martin. And that's when he screamed, the just shall live by faith. And that became his revival moment. There is a knowing that sponsors joy. It's not a bad event. There is something you know on the inside that keeps you joyful. Would you rise in your feet, everybody? There's something you know. It's not subject to events. It's not subject to events. It's a revelation. Our life is different from unbelievers. We don't speak like them. We don't operate like them. We don't see like them. Because we have what they don't have. We have what they don't have. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's called the empowerment of God. To help us live gloriously. Oh, thank you, Father. Would you lift your voice and just talk to the Father where you are? You've got the Holy Ghost. You live a joyful life. You've got the Ayakopa Hasenakatai. Lifrete le Kobohosha. Inamanda Sukraskaton de Fretepai. A 
Kapala Kapaladonch. Oh, come on, come on, Kapalana Manashai. If a Tika Tufehisa, a Laparaton Sota, the Shah shall live by his faith. The Shah shall rule by his faith. The Shah shall reign by his faith. The Shah shall flourish by his faith. I call Telikapa. I am powered by my faith, not by my condition. I am powered by revelation, not by my situation. Kapana Manasa, a look at Tika Tolikapa. Miko Fatana Kasuvehita, Ele Brakatande Kotana, Ashatele Belecheba, Ikutuan Tatuna Niko Parata, Eruka Panatando Suve, Isapate Likatone Kapa, Eruka Panaconde Suke Pileketande, Arikatobarabaladabaladash, Yarabakapanza Repetele Beleta, Akonde Suketa, Yana, there's a supply of joy right now.
the name of Jesus. Everybody declare this with me. Declare this with me, everybody. Say in the name of Jesus. Ah, come on, can I get it louder? In the name of Jesus, I enjoy the blessing of joyfulness. The work and the knowledge of Jesus is real to me. And I grow in this knowledge every day. I am not a slave to situations. I am not a slave to my emotions. I am empowered and I am strengthened by the Holy Spirit. I experience the joy of the Lord. I experience the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is real to me. The joy of the Lord is real in my life. The power of God is real to me. The victory of Jesus is real to me. With the joy of the Lord in my life, my eyes and my heart are opened to my advantage in life. With the joy of the Lord in my life, I am ahead in all areas. With the joy of the Lord in my life, I am seeing everything working together for my good. With the joy of the Lord in my life, I am seeing everything working together for my good. In the name of Jesus, the joy of the Lord is real in my life. The joy of the Lord is real in my life. The joy of the Lord is real in my life. Thank you, Lord. Your joy is real in our lives. By the joy of the Spirit, we live differently. We are not slaves to emotions. We are not slaves to situations. We see differently. We feel differently. We operate differently. Thank you for this empowerment. Thank you for this empowerment. Our lives are changed forever. You've revealed to us that joy is not a product of events. It's a knowing. It's a revelation. Thank you, precious Father. From this encounter, we go from glory to glory. We go from strength to strength. Increase on every side. To the praise and glory of your name. In Jesus name we have prayed. Can God's people shout Amen. At the Master's house. We are a people who love God. And others passionately. Reaching out to the lost. Fulfilling divine destiny. And revealing God's glory. The Master's House Destiny Center. Jesus. People. Purpose. Thank you for joining Dr. Sulia Manuel on today's episode of Power to Excel. We look forward to another inspiring moment with you next time. You can send an email directly to Dr. Sulia Manuel on info at suleyamanuel.com. Till we come your way again, always remember, no matter what anyone is saying against you, so long as they are not God, their words will not stand. God bless you.